Good morning, y'all. I'm about to put y'all dog out. Lex, we not going to do all that right now. <laughs> no, no. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Oh, let me start sharing. So, I'm going to tell y'all something funny. Yesterday, um, whew, Lord bless Lexington today so that he shall have all his needs, man. So, listen, Mary, it is Friday. Um, but every day is like a Friday. So, let me tell y'all about Lex. Yesterday, Lex slept with Judah. Well, when he slept with Judah, I left him in there. They were in Judah's room. That's where I left them. So by the time I got he and Judah up, he comes out. As he comes out, he's just kind of looking at me. He comes where I do the prayer call. He comes in there. And he's just staring at the door. I mean, where we do devotional. And he just standing in the door looking. I move around. I keep moving. He is still standing in the door looking. Apparently, he is upset because he has missed the devotion. So he is in the doorway waiting on me to do the prayer call, to do devotion. And I'm like, buddy, this is what happens when you spend the night in other places. <laughs> like when you all come home at night, this is what happened. This is what happened. But we can't go back and do the devotion. Like we can't go back and do the devotion. You needed to be here with us. And was like just standing in the door, looking at the office, standing in the door, looking at the office, like, come on, it's devotion time. And I'm like, Lex, you need to come home at night. You need to come home at night. If you come home at night, then guess what? You'll be in your position for the devotion and you ain't got to worry about missing the devotion. But when you don't come at home at night and you stay out in other places, you might miss some. This is what comes with it. This is what comes with it. So you spent the night in another place. Action and things continue when you go other places. Don't be in here looking sad. I'm not doing on repeat. We'll, we can put the replay on for you. But you missed it fresh and high, buddy. Because you decided to spend the night somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's Sorry, sorry, I feel sorry. I'm sorry it didn't happen the way you wanted to. Like, I'm just I'm just saying. So I told him, I said, I could put the replay on for you. When you sit in the room and you listen, but you missed all the morning action. I'm sorry, it, it happened. If you don't want to miss the morning action anymore, then I suggest you don't spend the night in other places. Did you come home when you're supposed to? And then you ain't got to worry about what you miss or what happens when you're not here. I'm not responsible for it. That's what I told him yesterday. So guess what? Guess what? Today, he up. He did not spend the night in another place. He is right here to get the word. He he understood. He took heed. And he said, you know what? I ain't going to miss the word. And he was in there playing. When he saw me coming here, came right in here. Did some unnecessary licking. But he is here. Under the word, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I told him, I said, you got to be in position. Know what me and Lex gonna do? One of my friends said she can write a book on me on Lexington, the book of Lexington, because Lex just, Lex do stuff that just unheard of. Now I guess he falling asleep under the anointing bed. I don't know. Y'all come on, let's pray. I had to pray something. Um, I had to pray something over you today because you're gonna need it. Um, for the season. That you're in. Oh, okay. So this morning, the Lord uh, woke me up and he said, Y'all, I'm serious with me. This morning, the Lord woke me up 
And he told me to pray a spirit of boldness over you. Um, you cannot stand timid in the season. Um, you can't, you just can't, you can't stand timid in this season. Um, talking to a friend yesterday and um, he was just explaining to me about an opportunity that may be coming his way. And as we were talking about the opportunity that may be coming in his way, he was trying to, he was saying to me, you know, he was just talking to me about uh, how he thought it should go. And I said, no, it's not, that's not how it works in this season. You, you shaking stuff. You shaking my life. Don't do that. You, here's all that needs to happen. They will pray. You will pray. And you will take bold steps. <laughs> they will pray. You will pray. And you will take bold steps. So this morning, when I woke up, God was like, there needs to be a spirit of boldness released in the kingdom of God so that we can possess the things that we are supposed to possess. So let me pray for the eyes of your understanding first, and then we're going to go into this. Father God, woo, come on, I feel you. I feel you lifting something. I feel you shifting something. I feel you speaking a word to your people this morning. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that they are getting ready to walk and operate in uncommon ways, that they will not be afraid of how people think. Woo! or what people say, open the eyes of their understanding to the hope of who you called them to be in Christ Jesus, Lord God, that they won't feel taken advantage of, but they will move according to your purpose and according to your perfect plan. Woo! Come on. So Lord, give me, give me fresh revelation. Let me see this and let me hear this. Y'all keep sharing the devotional, keep sharing it, keep tagging people, keep putting it out, out there. I always just feel in my heart it's supposed to be at least 100 of us watching at this time. So when we say boldness, we are talking about a willingness to take risks and act innovatively. Remember, I talked to you about, um, I talked to you about the we talked about, we stayed alone with the issue of blood for a minute. She had boldness. Woo! She had to be bold to go get her healing. Woo, come on. She had to be bold. She had to fight adversity. She had to fight past what people think. She had to fight cultural norms, right? She had to move in such a way to go get her boldness. I mean, to go get her healing. When I talked to you about, um, when I talked to you yesterday about Peter, them, and them launching. Woo, come on, y'all. And them launching and them making a decision to launch out. Woo, come on. They're making a decision to launch out right at the word of Jesus. Peter said, master, at thy word. Woo! Come on, y'all. I'm going to do this. Master, at thy word, we're going to do this. So here we see again. Oh, my God, I thank you. Here we see again. Here we see again. Um, I'm a fire. Come on. Holy Spirit said this morning, he about to be a fire starter. Some of y'all need y'all fire um, started Woo! again, right? Some of y'all need y'all fire started again. Some of y'all need to remember the call. Somebody, some of y'all need the gift rekindled in you. Uh, some of y'all been a little too timid in this season and the Lord needs you to be bold. Lord, no, Lord needs you to be forthcoming so that you can possess what's supposed to be yours. Come on. I need to possess. I got to possess what belongs to me. I got to have it in my hand. I got to be in position. Woo! I got to be, I got to have the promotion. Woo, come on. My God, I got to be in the place. I got to, I got to, I got to take steps, right? So I want, hey, you move too quick. You move too fast. So I, I got to move. I got to, I got to move into what God is telling me to move into. I got to, I got to be able to, I got to be able to shift. I got to be able to Walk into position. You trying to anticipate me? You gotta slow down, Key. It'll throw me off. You, I gotta be able to to walk innovatively in what God is telling me to walk into. I gotta have an understanding of what God is saying. So when we see the woman with the issue of blood, we see her. Um, we see her courage. We see her boldness. We see her make a decision to move and enact, even though she may not understand the situation. And so this morning, as I woke up, the Lord is saying to me, you need to pray for a level of boldness 
to come upon the people so that they can walk and possess what I'm asking them to walk and possess, right? So when we go over to Mark 5 and we see the woman with the issue of blood and we go over to Luke 5 and we see Peter, they are making bold steps. And then even when we go over to Gideon in Judges 6, come on, y'all, we see Gideon and we see we see Gideon. Yeah, you need to write that down. I have to be in position so I can possess what God has for me. Because remember when we were in, remember when we were over in Joshua 1 and 9, he says to Joshua, I've got to put this in your hands so that you can distribute it to the people that you have asked or called to be distributed to. Come on, y'all. My God. So we we thank God we're moving into a bold season in our life. So so and I'm going to get into the, the definition and the meaning of what I want you to to see and what you want, what I want you to possess and what I want you to take hold of when when we get into this. I want to go over to two Timothy and I want to go to one and I want to go to six first. And this is Paul talking to Timothy and he says, therefore, I remind you. Woo! Come on. I'm here to remind you. I'm here to remind. I'm here to remind you. I remember when God started calling me. He said, "You were so bold. You were so bold in the club." I was like, and he took me to an incident where one night I was in the club and I was standing. Up, I had heels on too, because I always wear heels. I don't wear heels as much anymore. I had heels on too, and it was a um, it was a Mia X song, and I stood up in the club and I stood up on the table. And I was singing to every dude in the club, all lot, like boldly pointing fingers on the table, just moving. And he took me to that moment and he was like, you was bold there. So why, why are you finding it difficult? And it wasn't a shaming moment between me and God. It was just a real moment. Why are you finding it difficult on the table, up on the table? Why are you finding it difficult to be as bold for me in the thing that you do. Uh, you've always been bold in your convictions, brash in your statements. Why are you finding it? Why is it hit you all of a sudden? And you timid, you timid here, but you were not timid there. I need the same revolutionary, I need the same radical you to rise up in the things of God. And I'm going to be honest with you, some things that happened that I had was not proud of and shame was pushing forth timidity Woo! and doubt was pushing forth timidity Woo! and fear was pushing for pushing forth timidity Woo! and anxiety was pushing forth timidity. And here God is like, no, 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 no. For you to accomplish what I'm asking you to accomplish, there's going to have to be a level of boldness, my God, that's going to to have to surface. But you're going to have to go back and remember. Come on. So it says, therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. He said, I'm going to have to remind you to rekindle the gift of God. I'm going to remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. There is a gift. You have been anointed. You have been designed. You have been called. Shame was pushing for timidity. Shame was making me. And then so I just started telling on myself. Like I just started having a bold platform with a bold testimony sharing my truths, right? Uh, because people were experiencing the me that God had, Christ had arrested their hearts. And I told y'all, Jess, what was that I used the other day that you said that you think I need to write on? I told y'all there have been some falsehoods that have come from the pulpit that if people will really share their real story of the things that have happened, it would help us. It would help us. It would help us move forward in the things of God, if people will be honest uh, about their direction and how they came to be and what happened really truly with them. And there was a true spirit of conviction in the pulpit. 
then what we teach and share with our people would show up differently. And people understood how much you really struggled with the, oh, how much you really, uh, you really struggled with it. Thank you, Jess. The illusion of perfection in the pulpit, how hard it was for you to answer. Um, how, how difficult it's been for you to stay in position. I remember two and a half years ago, I wrote my own letter of resignation to myself because I was done with it. Um, I was in a high time of crisis in my life. I did not feel like I had the support I need. God was still asking and requiring me to show up and do hard things. And I wanted to be like Elijah when he got afraid of Jezebel and went and hid. Um, and, the Lord, and the Lord was like, what you hiding for? And he's like, man, you know, she after my life. And God like, man, I just done did all this. You think I'm going to let her take your life? And um, you you think I'm gonna let you let her take your life? And you I ain't finished with the call on your life. I ain't finished with what I've asked you to do. You think I'm gonna let her take your life, right? I felt like Elijah, and so I was in this position, place like two and a half years ago. I think maybe a year and a half, two years. I told him on the prayer call. I had got out my little pen, pen and paper, and I said, "Dear Lakeisha, I am writing to inform you." <laughs> That March 1st is going to be my last day. <laughs> I'm sick of this. <laughs> and I don't want to do this no more. Signed LMJ. Like th this, this, that's exactly where I was. The pressure was too great. It was overwhelming. It was consuming. And I'm about to re resign to myself. And I, I wasn't really given no 30-day notice, no 60-day notice. I didn't care about how people felt. I didn't care about what people thought. I didn't care. I was overwhelmed. I was consumed. I was tired of it. I was struggling. I was frustrated. Um, I don't know why um, we portrayed this image like every time God calls us to something that is easy or that we're joyous. He didn't say you had to be happy all the time. He just said you had to be obedient. <laughs> Everything God that God gives you ain't going to always feel good. It's not going to feel good. It's not always going to be easy. And we think because God is in it. I remember when my son got married and he was like 19 and he was telling me he was in this place. And he was like, you know, oh, marriage is this. People have told me how wonderful and amazing marriage is. I said, that's until you guys have the, the, the real test. That's until you have real tests. Marriage is a representation of the church and God on this earth. It's not a fairy tale. It's not about good sex. It's not about having babies. It's, it's deeper than that. Until you have the real test. Don't let nobody build no fairy tale. I'm not trying to discourage you. Don't let nobody build no fairy tale up in your head that you marrying the perfect person and you the perfect person and y'all ain't gonna have no issues and y'all ain't gonna have no problems. Y'all, that's a lie. Every marriage gonna go through a test. Every marriage going to go through some stuff. Every marriage going to experience some stuff. I'm here. And he kept, people kept telling him all these beautiful and painting all these pictures. And he thought I was being hard. He was like, mom, no. And I'm like, son, yes. And then I remember six months <laughs> after they had been married, he called me. He was like, I don't know if we're going to make it. <laughs> and I said, what happened? And he was like, we got into this huge argument, argument over macaroni and cheese but the argument really wasn't over macaroni and cheese it was culture merging two cultures coming together that had two different belief systems and one difference almost caused a war right and he called me back and he said you didn't lie no i didn't lie i wasn't trying to discourage you he said, mom, you did not lie. I said, no, I didn't lie. I was not trying to discourage you. This is not just, marriage is not just about warm feelings and goosebumps and all this other stuff is deeper than that. You have to literally lay down your life for somebody else. Come on. So it, this, this is, therefore I remind you to rekindle the gift that God is in you through the laying on my hands, right? This is where he is. This is a rekindle the gift that God is living in through laying on my hands. So Paul had this deep affection for, for Timothy, right? And he's like, 
he I guess he probably remembered Tim Timothy's tears and like looking at how he was sorrow and like no Timothy we got to replace your sorrow with joy Woo! and then this passage shows just the intensity and the influence of his mother and his grand grandfather but Paul is saying to Timothy you cannot be passive about your spiritual gift God's intention is that our spiritual gifts grow, uh, that they're vibrant, that they're living, that they're active. And I, I promise you, um, we all, I, I realized after the pandemic that I had church uh, burnout. I'm just being honest. And nobody ever gave me permission to talk about church burnout. But I came into realization I was in a row and I was burnt out in church because during the pandemic, I worked, worked the live. I worked for church when nobody else was working. When nobody else was working, I was working. And I did that for about two and a half to three years. So when I was working and nobody else is working and we get out of COVID and we get back in and we get into all of what we need to get into, I'm sick of church. <laughs> and it seemed so crazy for the preacher <laughs> to be sick of church. But I was over it. I was. And I was sitting one day and the Lord was like, you burned out. And I was like, oh, he's like, you burned out. Burnout is real. <laughs> like burnout is real. <laughs> burnout is not separate from things in church. But it seems so ungodlike to say that and to believe that and to know that. But what needed to happen was one, I needed rest. Two, I needed to put down some of the 50,000 things that I was doing that I thought God required me to do and it wasn't. My time and season had ended in some places and I was trying to hold on to it for the sake of people. Right. <laughs> Our gifts are to benefit others, right? Our gifts are to ben benefit others, right? And so I'm just giving y'all this because I feel like I need to give it to you. And so I had to take that part and spend some time and spend some time in a zone and a place where it was me and God so that I could get the refreshing I need and the restoration I needed, right? But I want, I'm, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you all of this because it all leads to a particular, it all leads to a particular place, right? Yeah, Larija said that's why suicide rate is so high among clerks out. But it's also because we've allowed a religious institution to place demands on us that don't even have anything to do with God. We don't do that just in church. We do that in our business. We demands on ourselves that even have anything to do with God. So that's that's just the burnout piece. I just needed to put that in there. But in this in this place that God is speaking to Timothy, He's saying to him first, oh, "I need you to handle the gift of God in you." That's there's a gift that God is in you that 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 we develop that needs to stay fresh, that needs to stay vibrant because these gifts are for others, right? Like these gifts are for others. These gifts are for others. And then he says to him, he says, now look, and in some versions it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. In other versions, it says a, a, a spirit of timidity, right? All of it is around the same thing. Fear, timidity, same thing. And his probably resulted from a variety of factors. Woo! When I started coming back into a season where I was just kind of laid back, not 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 operating in my prophetic gift that God had given me, kind of scaling back. There were a series of things that had happened in my life that in this particular season, I was being timid. Woo! Some of it had to do with offense. Something that I speak over myself daily. Um, I won't be offended. Like, I'm not going to be offended. I have to be offended. Offense is true. 
Some of it had to do with growth and maturity. Some of it had to do with burnout. Some of it had to do with feeling like, um, uh, no, Veronica, Veronica, you need to inbox me. You know, it, you don't figure, let me say this. You don't figure out your gift, it shows up. <laughs> and, um, oh my God, it's so much. I can send you some things to read on. It, it's, it, we cannot put gifts just in the church. Yet we have spiritual gifts. Yet we have talents. You don't figure out your gift, it shows up and it'll be revealed. That is the best thing that I would tell anybody. You ain't even got to figure it out. You just got to keep seeking kingdom and it'll be added unto you. And you're going to wake up and you're going to know more about who you are and the things and the gifts in you are going to gonna surface because really those things don't necessarily matter in kingdom. There's a particular part of the scripture where um, Jesus is talking to them and he says to them, he says, hey, don't, don't brag or be focused on how much, how many you laid hands. And how much you cast demons. Don't do all that. <laughs> More thing you need to be concerned with is your name is written into in the Lamb's book of life. Gifts surface in, in pursuit of kingdom. Gifts surface in pursuit of kingdom. And they just do. Spiritual gifts surface. And you can't produce a spiritual gift. It's something inside of you. But a situation you connect to, like I have the gift of faith. Woo! That's a gift of mine. Like we all have a measure of faith, but I operate in the gift of faith, right? So gifts surface as you pursue kingdom. <laughs> as you pursue kingdom, your gifts begin to surface. Your gifts begin to come open. Your gifts become alive, but it's in pursuit of kingdom. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So when we trying to figure out what our gifts are, it's in pursuit of kingdom that who we are is discovered. Ooh, I wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago. I, I wish I would have just chased God. I would have I would have not focused on man. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Church leaders are effective in helping. But church leaders also can be effective in hindering <laughs> because often in church leaderships, we are looking to people to feel, fulfill positions versus looking <laughs> at what God wants people to do. <laughs> we look for people to, we look for, to put people in positions versus people being in place for what God wants them to do. <laughs> And so a lot of times in ministry positions and churches, and then for many of us that are ill-taught, we seek positions because we think positions are going to give us validation of who we are and how God called us. When people tell me, I feel like I'm called to ministry, I'm like, go back and make sure you heard God. Cause this ain't about no live. This ain't about no, no, no platform. This ain't about no, this, this ain't about your name. This ain't about no, no title. The, I don't have no title. My name just Lakeith. I'm just being LMJ. I mean, people are like, what do we call you minister? Please don't <laughs> just call me Lakeisha <laughs> servant of the most high King. <laughs> Cause I could care less about the title that goes in front of my name. I'm not ashamed of the title. I know exactly who I am. I know I'm an evangelist. I know I'm a prophet. I know I'm a teacher. I know I'm called to preach the gospel. I thank you for honor. I believe, I believe, I believe in honor. I, I believe in honor, but I am so not hungry for a title or, and I'm also not hungry to be seen. <laughs> if the Lord didn't want to use me this way, I would play the background all day long. If he didn't want, I could stay behind the scenes and do something complete. I don't mind being, I don't, that doesn't bother me. But the gifts, the gifts make room, right? The gifts 
pull us into position, but the, the gifts are revealed while we are in pursuit of kingdom. Timothy was in pursuit of kingdom when Paul laid hands on him. Timothy was in pursuit of kingdom. Timothy was in pursuit of God. Timothy was in discipleship. Timothy was not, um, Timothy was not seeking a position. He was seeking God. As you seek God, as you seek God, you figure out gifts and then it will pull you into position. And then you will fulfill the position that you're supposed to fulfill. Many of us scramble for importance because someone has taught us that. But if you really understand that when Jesus came and said, I'm, I'm here to serve, then you would never focus on the importance of who you are, right? That, that would never be, that would never be a focus of yours on the importance of who you are. When you understand kingdom, you don't need an announcement. Woo! Because the kingdom itself pulls you into position and the announcement has already been made. So we in this place where something has happened and timid Timothy <laughs> needs a reminder that what he struggles with, right? Like he will, what he's struggling with, timid Timothy needs you a reminder of the fear that he's struggling with does not come from God. It is, it does not come from God. Timothy Timothy, he needs a reminder that this isn't from God. The Holy Spirit doesn't give fear. Woo! The Holy Spirit doesn't give anxiety. The Holy Spirit doesn't give worry. Woo! Come on, y'all. The Holy Spirit doesn't give those things. So here Timothy is, you might need to put your name in that needs a reminder woo, that God has called him to do bold things in Christ Jesus. That, that, that God has called him to do this. So Paul is coming to Timothy and he is reminding Timothy, listen, Tim, I remind you, I need you to, I need you to re, re, rekindle, cannot be passive about your gift, cannot be passive about your gift, can't be passive about your gift. It's necessary that your gift show up in this season. It's necessary that you are in position of where God has called you to be. I've, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot have you timid in this season. And so Harry says to him and reminds him, look, God didn't give you that spirit of fear. God didn't call you to be timid. That is not what the Holy Spirit is ever going to place and put in you. Anytime I find myself fearful, anxious, or worried, I know that's my human nature responding to the situation. Ooh, come on, y'all. I know that my human nature is responding to my, so it's not abnormal. It's not abnormal. It's not abnormal for my human nature to respond to the, to my, the, I'm human. When Jesus was under the pressure, he said, look, if I ain't got to do this, I'm going to take this away. It's my human nature. It's my human, but you're human. Your human nature will respond to life. Y'all can be churchy and say flesh or whatever else, but it's your human nature. You're a human being. So your human nature is going to respond to life. Your brain, your the, 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 the just said the stimuli, the things around you are going to respond. You're human. <laughs> um, my grandson called uh, my son. It's my son that's in prison. His son. He called Judah anytime he's missing his dad. He always calls Judah to, to talk with him about it. For some reason, I guess because of Judah's own story, Judah just brings him covered. So he FaceTimes Judah and he says, Judah, I am 
missing my dad today. And he's got big tears in his eyes. And Judah says, look, it's okay for you to miss your dad. You don't have to be happy all the time. It's okay for you to cry. Crying is good. Crying is a part of what we do. It's normal. It's okay. And he gives him that. And Zayden is like coming out of it. <laughs> he's got his tears. He's coming out of it. And then Judah says to him, I love you. I'll see you soon. We can hang out. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, he's absolutely right because we're human and our human nature is going to respond. But there is a spirit man that is alive and that is well. Woo! And we are spiritual beings. <laughs> and Paul comes to remind us, yeah, that flesh is real, real, but that is not what you do by the spirit. That is not, that fear in you is not of the spirit. <laughs> that is not what your spirit, how your spirit was created. That's why it's so important for you to have word in you because your word, the word of God is what transforms. Come on, y'all, the darkness to light that brings us a reminder of who we are. My God. You got to make bold steps in this season. God needs a bold yes. You're going to have to make bold moves. You're going to have to come out of how you used to move it. So Paul comes and he says, Timothy, can't be passive about your spiritual gift. <laughs> and regardless of what's going on with you right now, <laughs> I always tell Judah this, remember who you are and remember whose you are. I tell him that every day when he goes to school. I say, remember who you are and remember whose you are. That, that, remember who you are and remember whose you are. I tell him that every day. Remember who you are and remember whose you are. Remember, we represent a king and we represent a kingdom. Emotions are indicators that something's going on. And if you are a spiritual person, then you know it is an indicator that you need to pause and you need to pray. Woo! And you need to subject your emotions and your feelings to the word of God. Paul says, look, Timothy. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. You're going to have to be courageous. You're going to have to be confident. <laughs> You're going to have to show up strong. <laughs> You're going to have to be courageous. That's what boldness is. You're going to have to be confident. And you're going to have to show up strong. Woo! And we learned yesterday that that is not in our own strength. That is not by power. That is not by might. But that is by the spirit of the Lord. Woo! So he tells him, you have to be courageous. You're going to have to be confident. And you're going to have to show up strong. Woo! Come on. So he says to him, he says, God is not giving you fear, but he is giving you power, love, and sound judgment. God has given you absolutely everything you need for you to walk in this gift. God is giving you, so when you step out boldly and you feel yourself drawing back, this ain't from God. My humanness is trying to get me to respond to the situation. This ain't from God. That my humanness is trying to get me to respond to the situation. This ain't, this ain't from God. My humanness is trying to get me to respond to the situation. Christy, I'm going to challenge you in that. It has to be said so that it can't be done. That's a cliche we buy into. It's, it has to be said so that it can be done. That's why we, we put the word of God on repeat. 
It has to be said so that it can be done, so that our confidence can be filled. She said, easier said than done. No, it has to be said so that it can be done. Woo! It has to be said so that it can be done because your confidence is going to come from the word of God being on repeat. Your confidence is going to come. So it has, So you can't, you can't let yourself off easy. You can't let yourself off easy. You can't let yourself off easy. I'm just being honest. When we say things like that, what's easier said than done? You let yourself off easy. Mm -mm. It has to be said so that it can be done. God didn't give me a spirit of fear or timidity. He gave me this gift so that I, shall, I can walk into it boldly. It has to be said before it can be done. I have affirmations all around me. Why? Because it has to be said so that it can be done. Woo! I don't even, I'm not even giving my, it has to be said so that it can be done. Woo! It has to be said so that it can be done. It has to be said so that it can be fulfilled. It has to be said so that I can walk into it. So Paul ignites Timothy Woo! and says, look, <laughs> so this is why you need somebody in your life that's more bold than you. Paul says, look, I lay hands on you myself. <laughs> I lay hands on me and I know how your grandmama and your mama prayed over you. <laughs> You got a legacy of faith that's with you. Woo! You got a let you got a legacy of faith that is gone before you. <laughs> you got a legacy of faith. You got folks that believe you. I don't care about who don't believe. I don't care about the opposition you may see out here. I don't care who ain't supported you. I don't care who don't understand you. I don't care. But you got a legacy that's gone before you. <laughs> and your mama and your grandma prayed over you. <laughs> And I lay hands on you myself. Woo! So I'm coming to stir something up to remind you, Mary. I'm coming to remind you, Crystal. I'm coming to remind you, Masa. I'm coming to remind you <laughs> that the gift you have <laughs> is necessary. And I didn't give you fear because fear don't fulfill anything. Woo! I, didn't, I gave you faith. Faith brings fulfillment. I didn't give you fear. It's, it's counterculture to the kingdom. I didn't give you fear because fear doesn't fulfill anything. As a matter of fact, fear, fear pulls you backwards. Fear moves you away from progress. Fear moves you away from uh, fulfillment. I didn't give you fear. Fear is not going to fulfill anything. Woo! What I gave you was power, love, and a sound mind, period. It ends there. I didn't give you anxiety. As a matter of fact, I said be anxious for nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication. Make your requests known. Come on. And then with Thanksgiving, while you're thanking me, the peace that you need to proceed will happen. Woo! But I ain't give you no fear. Fear, fear. fear doesn't bring fulfillment. Fear don't cause it to happen. Power, love, and sound mind are the spiritual resources for fulfillment. Power, love, and sound mind are the spiritual resources that bring fulfillment. Power, love, and a sound mind are the spiritual resources that bring fulfillment. What God has put in you is necessary. It is. It is. And it's a false sense of humility to go, oh, I'm, I'm not needed. No, you're needed. 
and you're necessary. One of my sisters in faith shared, she needed to share something with me. And she thought because she has been inconsistent that it disqualified her from sharing what she needed to share. And I said, no, <laughs> you walk with me. I'm looking for the Lord to speak to you because you walk closely with me. She was, well, I was just been waiting on you to say stuff to see if it would confirm. That is not how this works. I need you to share with me what you need to share with me. And then I'm going to take it and I'm going to pray over it. <laughs> or it's going to bring confirmation. But don't walk close with me and be timid because you feel like your inconsistency disqualifies you. That's a human thought process. That's a human thought process. That's a human thought process. I'm a judge. I'm a judge whether or not what you're saying is from the Lord. <laughs> I know. I got to know. My, I, the, gift, I, the discernment. I'm high in discernment. I'm going to judge what you're saying is from the Lord. And I feel like you're saying too much in the wrong thing. I'm going to cut you off. I'm not going to even let it enter into my spirit, man, so that doubt don't enter me. I'm going to just, just bring it if the Lord tells you to bring after you. But you're necessary. You need it. Your spiritual gifts had to be unlocked today. Woo! So that you can remember who you are and whose you are. And that you are here on assignment. And all the, tim the timidity that you have going on around you or the fear that you have going on around you, baby, there needs to be a spirit of boldness that comes over you. Woo! And all you got to do is receive it by faith. Confidence, courage, confidence, courage, and strength. <laughs> Father God, I thank you that your word today is igniting your people. <laughs> that you are, they are being pulled in your presence as we speak, as we pray. Lord God, I thank you for the word released today, that they are anchored in truth, that they understand that, yes, they're needed. Yes, what the, the gifts you have in them are necessary, that you have planted them in a place, my God, to be used in your glory. And remind them today, Lord, Colossians 3 and 23, that everything they do, they do unto the Lord, not unto man. Take the thought away from them about being worried, about being used. That is a human thought. Every seed that they plant, every gift that they submit, my God, let them remember that it's done unto you and not man, and that you will honor the sacrifice. And you will honor the seed. And you will honor the gift. My God, you honor the who. Let them not be afraid to be in position. My God. Dismantle the spirit of pride. Dismantle the spirit of anxiety. Dismantle the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Let holy boldness come on your people so that they can take real big giant steps from the kingdom of God. I thank you, Lord God. There is a shift in the system that you have planted them in because they show up bold and they show up strong and they show up courageous. Do a new thing inside of them disrupt old belief systems that have kept them scarred and marred by past and untruth, break and dismantle old thought processes. My God, let your resurrection power fall in their life today so that they can walk in fluidity, Lord God, that they will not shrink back, do away with the danger of comparison. Break and destroy the yoke that has tied them to bondage, to sickness, to disease, to make them think that they are left in this state when you have so much more for them. Father, remind them that fear does not bring fulfillment, only faith. The just shall live by faith. 
Help them to move when you say move. Teach them to obey. Woo! My God, we break the spirit of disobedience. Lord God, remind them that even delayed obedience is still disobedience. And the places that they are weak, give them new strength. And where they have fallen, let them know a measure of your grace, your love, your power. Do a new thing in them today. Let them come out of this devotional, seeing clearly, hearing clearly, knowing clearly what you are, are saying. Anything that has tried to confuse them, we bind that spirit back to the pits of hell from which it came. Let them know clarity. Let them know a sound mind. Let them know peace in their decisions. Oh my God, uproot negative and wrong thought processes and cliches that they have spoken over time. Woo! Put a spirit of boldness in your people today. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. I am praying um, that freedom um, comes to you today. I want you to do me a favor. It's the end of the week. I'm going to say it just like the Holy Spirit tells me to say, consider someone a seed today. You, you've been poured into all week. Just consider giving a gift to the ministry today. Woo! You can go to lmjministries.org and find all the ways you can give. Just at the end of the week, consider sowing a seed, giving a gift today. Um, Lord, I thank you for blessing the giving of your people. I thank you for multiplication. I hear you. Double, double the double on their lives. I thank you for increase. I thank you for power. I thank you for sound mind. I thank you. You are shifting and moving and helping them come out of unbelief in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, ladies, prayer call in the morning, 7 a.m. Be here. Consider that. I hear you, Lord. Just consider giving a gift today. Um, I thank you for this. Thank you for letting me see this week. This was, um, this week was different. This was fresh oil. This was fresh supply. If you go back and watch really the last three weeks, but go back and watch the last, it'll shift faith and it'll do something so sick. Thank you. It'll do something so significant in you. I promise it will. You need to put some of this stuff. Thank you for that, Teresa. You need to put some of this stuff on replay. The last few weeks need to be on replay in your ears so that you can start to walk in a bold thought process and move into it. But God has been pouring out fresh oil, fresh supply sealing up the wounds so that you can move forward in everything that God has told you to do. Saturday, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, we'll be on the prayer call. Back next week, Monday. I love God. I love how he's transforming. I love how he's changing. You needed to hear this today. So yeah, be so you could walk into a new mindset. You need a new mindset for where God, you ain't about to, can I tell you something? And you're not about to travel heavy in this season. Some of y'all have thought it was going to be heavy, but it's not. You're about to travel light because God is doing a new thing. He's right, written out a new script. And what he's doing for you in this season, you ain't never seen before. Submit to it and watch God be God. I love y'all. See y'all next week. Ladies, I'll see y'all in the morning on the prayer call. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the new mindsets. Thank you for the new mindsets. Thank you for the new 